You're listening to The Ascent Podcast, a production of Foothills Church. Welcome into another episode of The Ascent Podcast. Today we continue in our summer series, Life on the Mountain. And on today's episode, we're going to take on the topic of anger and reconciliation. What does it mean to actually experience anger? And how do we, as followers of Christ, extend forgiveness? I sat down with lead pastor of Foothills Church, Trent Stewart, to explore that very question and dive deeper into what it means to pursue reconciliation in today's culture. It's not okay that somebody hurt you. It's not okay that somebody harmed you. It's not okay, and and it's not letting them off the hook. But what it does when I forgive is it lets my own heart off the hook. And I don't have to carry that baggage and bitterness around anymore. I can forgive, my relationship with God can grow, and I don't have to live my life through that lens of bitterness and and just, you know, that the, the, the harboring of bad feelings towards somebody because it really does affect all of your other relationships. I'm Britton Drown. Thanks as always for listening. Let's jump right in. So we're joined by Pastor Trent Stewart to help us navigate this topic. And Pastor Trent, I, I want to begin here. Anger is certainly a, a natural and perhaps even a common emotion for us as believers. But is it okay to actually be angry at something as as a Christian? Well, I mean, anger is definitely normal. It Everybody is going to get angry from time to time at, at different things. I, I think uh, the the question is what is causing the anger and you know when you hear people talk about a righteous anger you know and and can we actually as sinners have a righteous anger and you know Jesus certainly got angry uh, in the New Testament it's why he cleansed out the the temple um, he, he was angry at times and and so the Paul tells us in our anger do not sin and so that's the key like what are we doing with our anger I mean certainly as a follower of Christ um, abortion, uh, makes me angry. Racism, injustices, these are things that should cause us to be uh, angry. And so, but in our anger, we we do not sin. So in that anger, how do we handle it? What, what do we do? What, what are the keys in, in order to express that? And so I think that's really what we have to talk about and really what we want to do well. Well, as we've seen here through the Life on the Mountain series, Jesus takes a part of the law and he elevates it and specifically speaks directly to the emotion of anger. So in your mind, why do you why do you believe he took that step and spoke directly just to the specific emotion of anger? Well, I think uh, you know, this whole sermon that he is teaching, the Sermon on the Mount, he's he's taking the old covenant, the 10 commandments and he's elevating them. So, do not kill is is a huge, you know, commandment from God from from the old covenant and so he he he's he's using that as his springboard here to then tell us okay now here's the standard and so i think obviously just anger in itself is is going to lead to sin if we're not careful and it causes you know us to to feel superior uh, to other people. It's why we would bring an insult, why we would call somebody, you know, an idiot, you're a fool. Why? Because we feel like we are superior to them. And so I, I think his his point here is we're going to experience this anger, but he, here's this whole new level of, of what really sin is and how it affects your heart. And we have to do a better job with dealing with, with our anger. Well, if we are someone who 
feels as if, and most people do, uh, experience anger on a on a regular basis. You know, how how can you can you speak specifically about how those emotions and that anger really does affect our worship of God? Well, Jesus's point here in verse twenty three is that you know anger, if not dealt with properly, um, it's going to ruin relationships. It's going to cause conflict in your life, and so when that conflict through relationships is there. When you come to worship uh, him, whether on a Sunday or in your private worship, um, he's saying that anger is, is, is going to hinder your relationship with, with the Lord. And so you've got to get right with your brother before you can get right with God. So everything that Jesus teaches us in the Sermon on the Mount is about relationships and how we deal with others in our life. And so, you know, when you look at what Jesus tells us to do in the New Testament, I mean, to follow him, it's really all about relationships, how we handle people and how we deal with situations and and how we do that affects our relationship with, with God. And so greatest commandment, love God and love your neighbor as yourself. And so I think if we don't get this right, then our relationship with God will never reach a deeper deeper level of, of trust and worship. That does lead right into the idea of reconciliation, which he speaks to. Um, I'm curious, you know, he does call us to reconciliation to those that, that we have wronged, but that's, you know, really a scary thought to some people. I'm curious, what are some practical steps to just really take that step of, of pursuing reconciliation? Well, Jesus outlines it in Matthew 18 uh, on how we deal with with offenses. You know, you go one on one, that doesn't work. You go two on three, a smaller group. If you don't, if that doesn't work, then we go into a larger, you know, before the church. And so before the church would be, okay, you take that to the elders, take that to the leadership team. I don't think he's saying on a Sunday morning in front of the huge crowd to, to bring that and air that out in front of everybody. But those are the kind of the simple steps of what we are to do. But I think your point or your question really kind of you know, that makes us really nervous. <laughs> How are we going to do this? And, and why do we do this? And this is challenging. And, and yeah, absolutely. I don't think anybody enjoys conflict. If you enjoy conflict, uh, you know, something, something's there. I don't know why anybody would want to experience this, but, and I think Jesus's point here is that if we want to grow, we're going to have to face that. And so, um, to face that, we have to trust him that ultimately is it. I know there's fear. Man, if I bring this up, this is going to be awkward. This is going to be very painful. Um, and so we have all these fears. We have all of all of this unknown. But then we got to go back you know, to the fact that are we going to trust Jesus? This is what's going to bring blessedness and happiness. And this is what it means to honor him. And so if it's a, a step that's going to honor him and bring him joy and, and help my worship of him, all right, I'm going to trust him. I'm going to walk through this. I'm going to apologize. I'm going to say I'm sorry. I'm going to deal with it. And um, you know what I found is when you do that, it's never as bad as you think it was going to be. And, um, you know, there are things and, in, in, you know, opportunities or, or situations where things, you know, don't go the way that you, you know, had planned or had hoped. But I think the point here is we're not the ones that are going to make peace happen. He's not saying reconciliation, you know, is up to you and it's all dependent on you. You got to go save the world. No, he's saying you've got to make the attempt. And the attempt of reconciliation is what's going to bring him um, glory. And so that's what we're called to do as followers of Jesus. Make the attempt. It's also a natural opportunity for 
us as well to, to share the gospel. If, if, if you are a believer seeking reconciliation, really, it just opens the door for, for you to have that conversation with somebody and say, hey, this, this is my experience. This is what I'm called to do. This is why I feel it's necessary to reconcile this with you, because I believe in Jesus who forgave me and, and my shortcomings. So as a follower, seeking reconciliation and extending that forgiveness to others really is a great way to, to just demonstrate the gospel. Well, it's definitely a demonstration, right? It's a demonstration. You're modeling uh, to this person, hey, I know I'm not perfect. I, I want to admit that I've messed up. I've offended you. And, uh, you know, my, my relationship with God is is of utmost importance and value. And it's because of that relationship that that I really value that you and I get on the same page here. So I just want to say I'm sorry. So, yeah, what a great demonstration of of the gospel. And, and so that is an illustration you give to your kids and to, you know, friends. And, and it's also showing that person, hey, look, this is this is the the value that I have in my heart, and it's also a way to absolutely you know demonstrate the gospel to them. And Jesus also places a premium on doing this quickly. Why is that? Well, it's like everything. If you don't do it, you know, quickly. If you don't do it as soon as it's brought to your attention, you you have a way. You know, human nature has a way of putting things off, and human nature has a way of procrastinating and. The further away from the situation we get, the easier it is to forget about it and the easier to kind of push down the feelings that it's important. And so uh, do it quickly. And, um, you know, as soon as it comes to your mind, go ahead and deal with it so that you can move on and, and it doesn't linger. You, you touched on this a bit earlier, but can you really just dive a bit deeper? How do you decipher as a Christ follower a righteous anger versus a sinful anger? If I'm just really you know, dealing with some issues inside, how, how do I really split those two and understand the difference between a righteous and a, and a sinful anger? Well, that's a really tough thing to do, honestly. It's, a, it's tough because we all feel like we're in the right. And I feel like I am in the right. That's why I'm mad at you. And it's hard to convince people that they're not in the right. And so I think we have to be very careful about identifying our own righteous anger. Um, I think I think we look at the life of Jesus, and we can we can see where you know what what upsets him is, is righteous. And and I think this is going to be more of a okay. Do I have people in my life that are helping me? Um, and in collaboration with them, I'm mad at this situation. Is this right for me to be upset about? Or is this just my own sin? So we need people in our lives, a small group, you know, a couple of close friends that can help us see some blind spots that we have. Because if we don't incorporate, you know, godly friends uh, in that conversation, a counselor, a pastor, then, you know, especially in a marriage, she thinks she's right. I think I'm right. We're never going to come to terms because we can always justify, you know, what we think is right. So that's a really hard question. We've got to be very careful about saying that I am in the right on this, um, and, and especially in our relationships. You've seen examples of, of reconciliation play out numerous times. I'm curious, what, what, what kind of encouragement do you have for others um, based on your experience of seeing this play out? I've seen wives uh, forgive their husbands uh, who have committed adultery, I, it, and, and I've seen the power in that forgiveness, and I've seen them walk through that. I've seen, you know, um, people who moms and, 
you know, kids or dads and kids who have had baggage, you know, from childhood that have forgiven parents. And, and I've just seen the power of God transform hearts when forgiveness happens. And I think, I think that the thing that holds some people back from forgiving others is if I forgive them, that means they get off the hook or, you know, that somehow if I forgive them, then what they did doesn't matter anymore. And I think we have to realize that's not what forgiveness means. It's not okay that somebody hurt you. It's not okay that somebody harmed you. It's not okay. And and it's not letting them off the hook. But what it does when I forgive is it lets my own heart off the hook. And I don't have to carry that baggage and bitterness around anymore. I can forgive. My relationship with God can grow. And I don't have to live my life through that lens of bitterness and, and just you know, that the, the, the harboring of bad feelings towards somebody, because it really does affect all of your other relationships. If you're holding on to unforgiveness, it's affecting how you're parenting. It's affecting your relationship with your spouse. It's going to affect your leadership, whatever organization you're leading or a part of. And we, we, we've got to release that so that we can lead and live in health. I couldn't agree more. Reconciliation, that tangible demonstration of forgiveness truly does have such a powerful impact that that can change the world. And just as we have said throughout this series, it's a pure picture of what it really looks like to follow Jesus. And we'll continue that theme next time as we take a deeper look at another topic from the Sermon on the Mount as we explore the effects of materialism in today's culture. We hope you join us next time right here on the Ascent Podcast. As always, if you enjoy this resource, we ask that you please hit the subscribe button. Subscribing to the podcast not only helps us to reach more people, but it also ensures that you always receive the latest episodes as we release them every other Wednesday. And if you enjoyed this episode, please rate the show. Ratings really do help us to get discovered on your favorite podcast platforms. Thanks for listening.